First of all, I have very little to say about Judith Collins and the National Party's low polling in the News Hub poll, other than to say that Judith Collins is once again wearing too much of the blame. Now, the whole National Party is somewhat absent without leave. There's a few exceptions. Nicola Willis is doing well. Shane Retty is prepared to talk up. But where are the rest of them gone? I'll give you an example. Today we had a piece in the Herald from National's finance spokesperson saying what he would do in Thursday's budget. Can you name National's finance spokesperson? Can you? Guess? Some of you might be saying Paul Goldsmith. No, bad luck. That was the last guy. Mislaid $5 billion, didn't get the gig, strangely enough. No, the National Party finance spokesperson is a fellow by the name of Andrew Bailey. Now, you see, the National Party's shtick is to have a really good finance monster, one that becomes the minister, one that is the expert. Reed Richardson or Birch or English or Joyce, true number twos in the party because that's the National Party thing. You know, and they've said it, and they said it at the last election. We run economies well. So who is your finance spokesperson? Andrew Bailey is very good, but he's no Bill English. The whole party has a few problems. So now that I'm talking about budget, what can we expect to happen on Thursday? There was the Australian budget last week. The Labour Party were quick to jump on what the uh, Aussies had as their slogan. Treasurer Frydenberg there called it the recovery budget. And now our government has said that's what they want to do as well. The question is, can we afford to do what the Aussies did last week? And in our word, no. The Australian economy is a strange and unique beast. We shouldn't measure ourselves against it. Uh, Because it's bizarre. It's built on iron ore and mineral prices to an extreme extent. It makes the way we had reliance on the white gold of dairy seem like play money. And currently, Australia is raking it in. China is buying as much iron ore as it can at record-breaking prices, up to 400% greater than pre-COVID prices. And the pre-COVID prices were already high. We're talking $30 coming in every year. So Mr. Frydenberg has loads of cash, the sort of cash that we'd never see. And they're quite happy to borrow. And they're quite happy to print. So they spent crazily last week. Our government will seem spendthrift compared to the Aussies. They just have more money than us. And our government doesn't want to lose the former national voters who voted for them last election. So what is going to happen this Thursday? Here's my reckon. I reckon the government will raise benefits. Classic Labour Party, classic consumer-led recovery economics. Give the lowest paid a bit more cash. They'll buy a few more New Zealand goods, basic goods like food and services, helping retailer and, and giving the general economy a bit of a boost. Give more money to the rich. They buy Italian kitchens. And all of this, the government raising benefits, is why I think they pretended to come down hard on the public service last week with the infamous pay freeze. It's a classic old trick from the 80s called triangulation. Bill Clinton used to do it. John Johansson, the former New Zealand Party Chief of Staff, New Zealand First, sorry, um, Chief of Staff, wrote about it this weekend. It's the look over their tactic. Knowing they want to introduce the fair pay and benefit rises this week, which will freak out, you know, the middle class and upper, they come down hard on the hated bureaucrat class. Uh, the centre-left praise the fact that they've got caring benefits. The centre-right praise the crackdown on the rampant public service. And the Labour Party floats along as appealing to the every man in the middle. It's the three points of a triangle. John Key used to do it all the time. Impeccably. Focus group politics. 
because New Zealanders are essentially reasonable, moderate people. So the trick to get popular is to be more reasonable than the other guy, not more crazy. There is no political philosophy in our politics, just a desire to be popular. And when you realise the game, the whole game becomes less threatening. It is sobering to realise that no government has been transformative since Douglas and Longy in the 80s. So I'm predicting, business as usual, that beneficiaries will be able to afford another loaf of bread a week. In shock horror, welcome to New Zealand, the little country that doesn't do much at all and coasts along under its own people's steam.